This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Time Sensitive, a film podcast exploring the best and worst under-the-radar movies from the past 18 months. I'm Sam, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Ian. Hello, and greetings from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Sam and I are currently sitting in the Oval Office in our first mini-episode of Season 3. Just kidding, we're not actually at the White House. But remember, when we're not bringing you full-length reviews of Hollywood's hidden gems, we're chatting it up about movie news our favorites, and film-related topics, or discussing what pop culture tidbits we're into, all in order for you to get to know us better. You can find all of our previous mini-episodes, or just little nugs, just little, little nuggets, nuggets, as we call them. Uh, you can find all those by scrolling through our last two seasons on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to us right now. Earlier this week, we saw the inauguration of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. I did not know his middle name was Robinette. Yes, so Robinette. That, that's fun. It's an uh, apple orchard. <laughs> As the 46th president of the United States, and it got us thinking about our favorite movie presidents. Mm -hmm. So this mini episode is dedicated to the intersection of Los Angeles and Washington, D.C. Yes. It has been, to say the least, a rocky road to oh this point. Oh my God, yes. And it's funny, uh, we're recording this uh, on uh, January 6th. Uh, we usually don't date ourselves, but this one this is kind one, of we need to. interesting. Um, it's funny, I, I jokingly, when I wrote this earlier today, um, I jokingly said, I wonder if I shouldn't put this in the past tense. Wonder what might happen. And if you're listening to this now, you know that today was the day uh, that the 117th Congress was supposed to confirm and count the ballots of the yep. Electoral College. But we had a, a little bit of a news day today. <laughs> to say, uh, to to say, say the, the least. least, yes. Uh, today is the day that uh, protest turned into more of a mob slash riot. Oh. As, as they stormed the Capitol building, were able to get inside... And uh, as of right now, I think there's still some people inside, even though... I think it's been cleared. As okay. a, We're recording this at 7.42 uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but it has been a day. And and we don't like to get political in the show. Usually, as far political as we get is like Oscar politics. Yes. And talking about the skeezy deals of, of Inside Hollywood. But I just think it's important and for, for us to be our own catharsis. We saw a terrorist attack witness today. Yes. We, we watched this on TV. I don't know about you. I was watching it since... You know, since C-SPAN was interrupted yeah. uh, during the count, which was the account was expected to be interrupted through these objections. Uh, but then it just grew into this whole thing. And I, yeah. I, I'm so, our thoughts are still kind of fresh, but we want to take a chance to just kind of talk it over and see what this would be like for us. Yeah, I don't even know at this point if if this is going to make it into the episode. Yeah. But we really just felt like we needed to air, air it out a little yes. bit and, and explain how we're feeling. 
um, because I, I was actually watching a movie prepping for this episode <laughs> um, as I found out about that information. I really didn't pay attention to the movie because I was glued to Twitter the entire yeah. time. And it, it is kind of impressive, the world we live in, where I can get these news updates so quickly yeah. in the palm of my hand. I, I don't think I could have watched on TV. Yeah. I think I my my hands would have been buried in my face. Like I I couldn't sit still all day today. I was just moving around and shifting my weight and, and cleaning the house. Um, always, others, always therapeutic. Yeah. yeah, always therapeutic. I I just couldn't figure out what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. I I kind of stayed quiet on social media because I was like, what do I have to say that's going to be vital in this situation? Mm-hmm. And I really couldn't think of anything. Um, but I was there and I do appreciate all the people that were speaking out against this and, and really, really denouncing what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think some people did enough and I, and that's, that's a genuine understatement there. God damn this, this sucks. This it's terrible. uh, It was such an up and down day because, uh, when I woke up this morning, we had heard that Raphael Warnock, the Reverend Raphael Warnock had, had just won the Senate seat overnight in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And then we later learned this evening that John Ossoff is the predicted winner for the second seat so we were you know there was the, this riding high of like you know 2021 is going to be this new thing this new this new movement of hope and peace and then mm-hmm. to have it on the tv that we're basically watching an insurrection live on on right on the news was just so mind-boggling and the funny thing was that in preparation for this episode in particular talking about presidents and movies I came across a number of the Gerard Butler films oh, of like, like Olympus White has House, fallen yeah White House down Olympus has fallen all these it's like as I was watching this I was like, this is one of those movies. It's not like we're watching Mr. Smith Goes to Washington anymore, which is what we right. kind of enjoyed watching on the, on C-SPAN and the, you know, the John McCain thumbs down moment. It felt very similar to those type of things. Mm-hmm. This was the first time we saw an action movie take place. On li- and I'm getting chills talking about it again. I cried earlier today, I have to be honest with you, yeah. just because you sit and watch this for so long and you sit and see all these people that are impacted by this. I'm trying to put on a really good front because you kind of have to th- think of it now in the past as past, but we watched this history take place. Mm -hmm. And the only way I can keep my energy up for the show is to kind of take a little bit more, you know, uh, light approach to this, but there's nothing light about it. No, it's scary. It's devastating. Someone died today Mm -hmm. trying to defend an idea that they think is the right way, which is not me trying to justify that at all. It's just, it's scary to think that that's what we've come to now. And that, one of the safest places supposedly in the world can be taken down by a few people carrying signs mm-hmm. is just terrifying. Um, and I, we're never going to find the right words to say to describe this. No. Like you said earlier, people on Twitter say it much better than we do. And I spent the day retweeting, not actually saying anything <laughs> myself. Yeah. But it's just, it really is a humbling day, a very, very humbling day on a day that's supposed to be historic and monumental. And when this comes out in a couple of weeks, we're hoping for another historic yeah. <laughs> and monumental day. That's that's the thing is we we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yes. We're hoping future Sam and future Ian are very excited when this this uh, episode comes out. But it's scary not knowing what's going to happen. Yes, and and we haven't had this feeling after an election before, where we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We should know what's going to happen. It's happened for hundreds of years. Ugh. And it, it's 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 really disappointing with with how yeah. some of these reactions have been. Um, I've had to unfollow a lot of people on Facebook. Uh-huh. Uh, just just depressing things that are that are post being posted about whataboutism and oh, and God. comparing it to other protests that have happened. 
Um, it's it's just been. It's not a protest. It's it's sedition. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's not even close. And and we're, we don't want to get into the politics of this situation. We just had to say something because very rarely do we have real life imitating art. We're yes. kind of going backwards now. We're having real life being imitated by the movies rather than the other mm-hmm. way around. And that's so scary. Even though we have two weeks left of this, hopefully, uh, hopefully less than that, if we can keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but there's really, there's so much anger that I have that I'm trying to mask with humor and, and lightheartedness. Oh, yeah. I'm pissed. Yeah. Uh, and th- this is going to be a fun episode. I guarantee <laughs> yeah, it. We promise it will it be. It will be a fun episode. But just know that it's coming from a place of, of fear and anger on, on our end right now from what's what's happening and and we're going to try to we're going to try to move past that we're yes. going to get into a fun conversation about movie presidents mine are all fictional so <laughs> so no concerns there um but we we had to talk about it yeah it, it's a bizarre time and we i mean ironically we ended up recording this on this day we didn't you know this wasn't planned by no. any means uh, and i didn't think i noticed that we were actually recording on election or uh, electoral college counting day until this afternoon mm-hmm. and then this all happened so trust me we, we didn't plan this by any means but gosh there's some images that are going to be stuck in my head for a while and it's going to take a long time to, to figure what this means moving forward but this is the great thing about movies is there is an escape that we can find in them mm-hmm. that even on these really dark days there is a way for us to find humor to find uh togetherness to find unification uh, when everything else seems to be so diverse and separated and dangerous and gosh, I just have to say, thank God for, for Gerard Butler and some days like this, <laughs> uh, because it is, it, you need it. And, and again, I can't emphasize this enough. I don't want us to sound like we're ignoring what happened today because it's so significant, but we need to, we need to be able to talk about other things and move past this mm-hmm. and recognize where it fits in our history and what America is and what America has become, but also, continue to talk about what makes us great. And one of those things is our ability to create art together. And that's what we're going to do today. Absolutely. So let's get to it. Yes. Um, like, I, like I said, we solemnly swear uh, to keep our politics to those associated uh, to movies. And we will faithfully execute the discussion of movies in this conversation. But in honor of the historic inauguration this week, we had to explore our favorite real life and fictional presidential portrayals. Now, Sam, I know you've done a lot of homework. Uh, for this episode, tell us a little bit of what you've been doing. This has been the most research I've done. Not out like I only movie watching. Yeah, I have watched six movies in preparation for this to figure out some of my favorite uh, film pr- presidents. Uh huh. I like I said earlier, all fictional, all okay. fictional presidents that I picked, and I don't know. It it was a blast. It was, there were so many movies that I realized I hadn't seen. Because mm-hmm. you do that kind of research and find out who are the top movie presidents. Yeah. You got to Google it. You just yes. got to figure out who's there. And I found I found a list and I was like, man, I haven't seen very many of these. I already had one that was like, this is going to be the top of my list uh-huh. regardless of what's going on. I think on. I can guess it already. I, we'll think, get to you, it. I think you can too. <laughs> Um, and he's still up there. He's still he's still definitely up there. Uh-huh. Um, but there's some contenders. There's okay. some contenders now. So were these first time watches for most of these movies that you did, or were you like replaying to try to rank things appropriately? I I rewatched two movies, and then I, I four of them were brand new first time watches. Okay. Yes. So so we've got some new information to talk about, some yes. classic information to talk about, and and my list is is surprisingly probably ones that you're not familiar with. Ooh, I'm excited. Um, 
that's the one thing I found interesting about this in, in researching, like you said, is a lot of the top 10 lists are very similar across yeah, the Yeah, almost all of them. So clearly, and it's not like there are only 10 movies that feature presence. I mean, this is this is a very wide uh, subgenre of film. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting that over the years, the same roles and the same actors have stayed consistently in the top 10. So many times. Uh, yep. So we'll talk about those. But I do want to preface this by saying, unfortunately, this conversation will exclude famous TV presence. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so we're not going to be talking about David Palmer from 24, Selena Meyer <laughs> from Veep, Frank Underwood from House of Cards, or the greatest of them all, Josiah Bartlett from The West Wing. So good. Uh, we're only going to be talking about those found uh, in the silver screen. Uh, so you probably are aware of some of these, and, and I don't want to step on anything that you're going to say, Sam, but there are a few that we have to mention that are in mm -hmm. everybody's lists uh, mm -hmm. that we found. Michael Douglas in The American President. Sure. Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks. Yep. Kevin Klein in Dave. Morgan Freeman in basically any movie, because he's multiple presidents in multiple movies, but Deep Impact and uh, the Has Fallen series, again, the Gerard Butler. Of course, yes. Um, and then, of course, what I think is one of yours. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that would be none other than Harrison Ford in Air Force One. So why don't yeah. you start us by talking about that one? Let's talk about <laughs> fucking Harrison Ford. I am so excited. President James Marshall has a military background, of course. Um, he's in Air Force One, uh, like you said. It is this movie rips. By the way, <laughs> I was excited about this movie. Uh, I I had never seen it before. Okay, this was a first time viewing, um, and it's Die Hard on a plane is yeah. what it is. It's Die Hard on a plane, and he had the chance to escape through the escape pod, which I didn't know was an Air Force One, and I don't know if it's <laughs> an Air Force One. If it's in the movies, it's real. It's got to be real. Yeah. Um, he's got to fight a Russian Gary Oldman. Which is amazing. His accent is wonderful. Uh, and he is able to take back the plane from the Russian terrorists. As it's flying, he flies the plane. Uh, he is a true leader of the American people and the people just on that plane. His vice president, Glenn Close. Yes. Great selection. Although How I progressive. I know. <laughs> but he isn't number one on my list because okay. uh, cabinet selection is important. And he selected a secretary of de defense who spent most of the movie on the ground trying to usurp power ah. from Glenn Close, the vice president. Um, he was trying to get a document signed that would make him in control of what was going on during this period of time. That's not a good selection there, uh, James Marshall. <laughs> There's always that skeezy cabinet member <laughs> that we have to look out for. Cabinet members are important. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go with uh, with a more traditional one for my first uh, selection here. Uh, I'm not doing these in any particular order, uh, but this would be number three on my list, probably. It's Bill Pullman as President Thomas Whitmore. Yes, that's my number two. Oh, okay. So we can talk about this one together. Yes. Um, classic 1996 movie, Independence Day. Oh, yeah. Um, for uh, This is one that came to my mind before I even looked at anything. I was like, my top president is definitely on the list. Yes. It's President Whitmore. Absolutely. He's just... Again, fighter pilot, background experience. Uh -huh. I think it's maybe something that's required for for movie presidents. I mean, is there anything other than his rousing speech to bring us all against the aliens in the climax he, of the he movie? He has the best speech <laughs> that any president has ever given. And he mentions the title of the movie, which makes it even better. It's so good. And and I, I mentioned this. I took a class a while back with a former speechwriter for uh bill clinton okay and i mentioned this to her like while we were like just having lunch or something uh -huh. and she laughed in my face 
which is funny because she was in the White House at the time uh-huh. uh, s- serving under uh, under President Clinton. And I told her, a speechwriter, that this was the greatest speech of all time. <laughs> but arguably it is. It I mean, is. It's, just, it's so I, I like I leave that scene energized and like, yeah, I have no interest in, in doing anything to support our world if we get under attack by aliens but i would sure as fuck do it if bill pullman you you run through a brick wall for bill pullman (laughs) or uh president thomas j whitmore um but like it starts the movie starts with uh the uh, the news telling everybody how weak president whitmore is Mm -hmm. and he uh he's kind of trying to fight against that stereotype and he ends up flying a fighter jet against aliens (laughs) come on Come on, people. Thank you, Roland Emmerich, for giving us the truth that we so often desire. <laughs> well, if that's if that's one of your number twos, then I'll go, yeah, go, uh, with, go my, again. with another one of mine. And that would be, uh, and this one almost didn't count uh, because I, I actually derived this one from the book. And in the book, we never really find out if the character becomes president. It's more about the road to the White House. Okay. It's John Travolta as President Jack Stanton in Primary Colors. Never even heard of this movie. Okay, so it's one of the best books I've ever written. Okay. Or ever read. Excuse me, I didn't write the book. Um, <laughs> it, it was supposedly written anonymously. Uh, at least it's it's written with an anonymous author. It okay. was later determined to be, I believe, Joe Klein, uh, who was uh, a, a, a policy advisor under the Clinton administration. In uh, the in the book is basically based on a, a fictional Clinton type character. Everyone uses uh, the Clinton as the as the uh, foundation for this character, Jack Stanton. Uh, but the movie is about him uh, in the primary season and uh, all okay. these lies and things that come out about him. But he's also again to use the word skeezy. He's he's just a <laughs> terrible politician, yeah. and um, I mean he has the Clinton hair, he has the Clinton accent, he eats food the same disgusting way that Bill Clinton did on the campaign <laughs> trail. Um, but the book is is one of the best books I've ever read, and then to see the adaptation of this just made it that much greater. Kathy Bates is in the movie as one of his old advisors. Okay, Emma Thompson plays his wife with the Hillary figure, and I just love this movie in in, in all different kinds of ways. And, and I it's directed by uh, Mike Nichols. Uh, so one of my favorite directors of all time and written by nice. Elaine May, his longtime comedy partner. Okay. Uh, so highly recommend this one. You might not have heard of it, uh, but it's a great uh, presidential movie. Okay. Uh, and I just love the out. story. So yeah, Primary Colors, 1996, I believe. So again, 1996 was the year for, for president movies. A lot of way. president movies yeah. around that time. Yeah, absolutely. So, so your research continues, but what's your third favorite president? Okay. Here's my, here's my favorite. I've, I've, First watched this movie earlier this week. Okay. Uh, I got so excited about it. Uh, he's not the main character of the movie of this one. Um, and that is President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew <laughs> Herbert Camacho. <laughs> I can't believe you watched this movie. He is in Idiocracy. Yes. Uh, the Mike Judge film. Mike Judge, you might know, he created Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, Silicon Valley. Office Space. Uh, Office Space. Mm-hmm. He directed that as well. This president, President Camacho... <laughs> Is played by Terry Crews, um, he, who is a former professional wrestler slash porn star. Yes, uh, which is amazing, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, that that's a career right there. Um, but very similar to the current occupant of the White House. <laughs> um, but he is uh, so charismatic because he's used to the professional wrestling world. Yes. He comes out to give his state of the union, like to a wrestling, like intro. Yes. And it's, it's, he basically is cutting a promo for, for the state of the union, the union, which is amazing. But the reason I have him number one is he surrounds himself with the best possible people. Okay. Uh, unlike president James Marshall and his questionable cabinet. Yeah. 
but definitely President Camacho. President Camacho. Right, yeah. And if you haven't seen Idiocracy, it's really about the, the world 500 years from now yep. getting dumber and dumber and dumber. And Luke Wilson is cryogenically frozen and, and wakes up 500 years in the future being the smartest man in the world, yep. even though he was very average at his time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and wh- why President Camacho is important is because he finds the smart, smartest man in the world instantly brings him in for the secretary of the interior. So boom, you got somebody on your cabinet, smartest man in the world, uh-huh. putting a smart guy around you in a he, very prominent position. <laughs> yes. Very prominent pos- position has, uh, a female in his cabinet hmm. as well as someone of Hispanic descent. He has a child in, in uh, a cabinet position <laughs> who was who won a contest, chose a man of the people. This is like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or something. <laughs> yeah, he probably got a golden ticket or something. And and uh, then he has had, I think, two other guys, the Secretary of Education and Secretary of uh, State. Uh-huh. But the, they're, they're less interesting. But I think he has a, a di- diverse cabinet. He's listening to some people that are smarter than him, <laughs> which is always important for our Very president. refreshing. And he is consistently trying to make the world that they live in a better place, yes. which I think is is fantastic. They have an issue where the crops aren't growing, mainly because they're spraying basically Gatorade <laughs> on all of the plants because it has electrolytes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, 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 uh, the new secretary of the interior, played by Luke Wilson, yeah. decides, hey, Maybe we should do water instead of Gatorade. <laughs> a novel idea, if ever there was one. Saves the world. Saves the world, Dan. I think my favorite thing about Terry Crews in this in particular is when he delivers his State of the Union speech, the dais that he delivers it from, which is usually the, the chamber of the, of the House of Representatives, right. has like advertisements on it. Oh. Like we've sold advertising space. It's got like the Pepsi logo in the... Uh, they can't spell anything, so it's uh like U H American Express mm-hmm. card, and I just I thought that was hilarious. Oh, there is so much advertising in this in this movie, <laughs> and it's it's really I think when it first came out, I never wanted to see it because it looked so dumb. Yeah, but I think as time passes, it's becoming more and more relevant. It's a cult classic movie, and too. It, yeah, yeah, it's becoming incredibly popular. Yeah, and I'm so glad I got to watch it because of this episode <laughs> because I it it was the most fun I had watching a movie. Uh, of the six that I watched, wow. I had an absolute blast with it's it. High praise considering the other films that you watched. Yeah, and I watched some good movies. I know, I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was going to mention that one later. Yes. Uh, but my third on the list of favorite Let's hear uh, it. movie presidents is one of my favorite actors, Robin Williams. And, of course. And the movie that I really fell in love with him for is a, is a small movie that you might not have heard of. It's called Man of the Year. And it, he plays a John Stewart-like uh, comedian that has a okay. satirical political show uh, that uh, is kind of goaded to run for president because you know he's, people start to gravitate to his ideas and sure. it's like oh let's just tear down the political system and he runs and he gets elected but it's also it also tackles the serious issue of election fraud which of course is you know oh, kind all, of current all too relevant um, right now. where he's elected because we're using automated ballot systems where everything's mm-hmm. uh, computerized and um, he basically ends up winning because of a uh, a, fr- uh, a problem with the with the voting system. Sure, but it's it's imagine putting the humor of John Stewart's show or John Oliver's show as a more contemporary example. Sure, um, into the White House, and it's 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 
got Lewis Black as a supporting character. Oh, Christopher Walken is a supporting character. Laura Linney has a, a role in the movie as okay. well. It's hilarious for one because he dresses. He shows up for his first day of a joint session of Congress dressed with a wig and the old parliamentary guard. Oh, yes. Um, so th- that's the poster, right? Isn't yes. it him and like an old yeah. powder George yeah, Washington? Exactly. Like, okay. It, so it, it tackles some serious issues because Robin Williams is a very political person. Um, so it, I could see his energy and his politics in the movie, in the movie mm-hmm. and how it was written. Uh, but his performance is just so fun. And opposite Lewis Black, who's just yelling at everything. Always angry. Yeah. Still angry. Yes. Uh, oh, I love Lewis Black. So have you seen Man of the Year before? I have not, but okay. I've heard of it. I own it on DVD. I'll, I'll, lend, I'll lend it to you. Perfect. Because I think the, the performance is great. And again, this one might not count because he's president-elect Tom Dobbs. He never actually gets sworn in as president. Um, but I just I had to go with it anyway. I love it. Uh, so uh, those are our three each with fictional presidents in movies. Yes. So now to get it to be a little bit more realistic, I thought I would play some games with you, Sam. I love and it. test your knowledge. Oh, God, this um, is scary. This is going to be a couple of games here. The first game I want to play is called The President's Cabinet of portrayals uh, because I, you referenced that you are, are big into how they pl- pick their cabinets. Uh-huh. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three actors who all played the same president. Okay. You tell me who the president is. Okay. Okay. So don't look at any of the notes here. I, I, I tried to black I'll, out everything. I'll scroll it up. So okay. I don't see. Yeah. Scroll up. So you don't see anything. Okay. So your first three, I'm, I'm just going to give you the actor name. I'm not even give you the movie. Perfect. Have you, have you figured it out? Anthony Hopkins, Frank Langella and Kevin Spacey. Kevin all played this U.S. president. All played. Okay. Anthony Hopkins, Frank Langella, and Kevin Spacey. Kevin Kevin Spacey's throwing me off. Okay. All that's right. It's a more recent movie that's yeah. not as well known as the first two. Um, is it like Truman? No. Okay. This would be Richard Nixon. Really? Anthony Hopkins and Nixon, Frank Langella and Frost Nixon. Okay. And then Kevin Spacey plays Nixon in the movie Elvis and oh. Nixon <laughs> with, uh, I think it's Michael Shannon as Elvis. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yep. So three Richard Nixons there. Three Nixons. tricky dicks. I might not be good at this. I, I think you'll be, I think you'll be okay. All right. Um, next, next category of three. Okay. Raymond Massey, Henry Fonda, and Daniel Day-Lewis. Lincoln. Yes. Yeah. This is Abraham Lincoln. Raymond Massey played him in Abe Lincoln in Illinois. Henry Fonda in Young Mr. Lincoln. Then of course, Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln. So you're one for two. Not yes. too bad. Okay. Next one. Josh Brolin, Sam Rockwell, and Timothy Bottoms. George W. Bush. Correct. I, I wanted to include this one because this shows you in, in a very short period of time how diverse the people that yeah, play George W. Bush are. Uh, Josh Brolin in an Oliver Stone movie, W. Sam Rockwell gets an Oscar nomination for his portrayal in Vice. Mm-hmm. And then I include Timothy Bottoms because he plays... Uh, a very small, I believe it's just a voice role in the Crocodile Hunter Collision Course. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was important to include. Okay, number four. Bill Murray, John Voight, and Edward Herman. This would be Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Correct, you're right. Bill Murray in Hyde Park and Hudson, which is a gross, awful movie. Uh, basically just about Bill Murray and his affair with his cousin. Uh, John Voight in the wonderful Pearl Harbor. Uh, oh, God. And then oh. Edward Herman in the famous 1980s movie, Annie. Because I just had to include <laughs> that guy in there because that's where I first saw him on screen. Amazing. Okay, you're doing great. Last one. Okay. Last one in, in the president's cabinet. Tom Wilkinson, Woody Harrelson, and John Carroll Lynch. Okay, I think we saw one of these movies together. We did. Okay, so this would be Lyndon B. Johnson. Correct. That's right. Tom Wilkinson in Selma, Woody Harrelson we saw in Rob Reiner's LBJ, uh-huh. and then John Carroll Lynch in Jackie. Oh, okay. Yes. 
I would think that Lyndon Johnson actually has the highest star power if everyone played him because we could also add Leah Schreiber on this list. Oh, true. Uh, who played him in The Butler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he probably has the most consistent number of high-profile actors playing him. Yes. Okay, so second game is just a, a few five questions quick of movies and president trivia. Okay. Okay. So there's there's a couple of different things here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the question. You have to give me the answer. So no president has ever won an Oscar, but his higher ground productions company earned an Academy Award for best documentary feature for its first picture, American Factory. Who is it? That would be I'm giving the audience a, a little <laughs> chance to to <laughs> yes, catch this. Yes. That's uh, Barack Obama. Correct. The 44th president of the United States. Uh, his production company is Higher Ground Productions. Their new movie that is protected to play a role in this year's Oscar oh, race yeah. is Crip Camp, a, another uh, documentary, uh, which I've seen. Have you seen this yet? Yeah, I saw it with and you. I was going to say, I couldn't remember if we watched it together or not. It was wonderful. Yeah, a great, great documentary. Uh, but another fact here, just a side fact, three presidents have won Grammys for the best spoken word album. Do you oh. nail the three? I'm going to say Clinton. Okay, that's one. Okay. Obama. Yeah, that's two. Okay. Can he go three for three, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, gosh. This might surprise you. He's actually won it three times, if that helps. Three times? Yes. Jimmy Carter. Correct. Yes. Wow, that's nice. Great work there. I'd, I'd be more proud of you if it wasn't such a silly fact. But uh, yeah, Jimmy Carter won the Grammy three times. Bill Clinton's won it twice, and Barack Obama has won it twice. Wow. Um, and chances are, I would, I would think with my limited experience that Barack Obama will get another one for his audiobook for Promised Land, his new Probably. book that just came yeah. out as of this recording. Um, okay, next question. He may have served two terms as president of the United States, but he served seven terms as president of the Screen Actors Guild. Reagan? Correct. Okay. Uh, everyone should know this. I was going to say, I was Ronald like, Reagan he's the only one that I knew that was an actor. Yes, yeah. But uh, quite a prolific uh, actor on the business side of things, serving as the head of the SAG uh, uh, Actors Union for seven years. Wow. That was new to me, so I was surprised to learn that as well. Okay, next one. With over 150 IMDb credit portrayals, this U.S. president has been played more times than any other commander-in-chief. Okay. Over 150 IMDb credited portrayals, this U.S. president has been played more times than any other commander-in-chief. Okay. So I have some thoughts. Okay. I feel like it's going to be either a founding father, okay, like Washington or Jefferson, okay, or there's two other people that come to mind, and that would be... Uh, Teddy Roosevelt or Lincoln. Okay. Those would be my like four guesses. Okay. I think you actually hit the top three. Did I really? Yeah, in that, in, in that summary, yes. Okay. Um, I will tell you that this one has more than double the next one. Really? Five. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to say George Washington. I'm going to say you're incorrect. Oh, no. It's okay. Abraham Lincoln. George oh. Washington is second, though. Okay. Yeah, so Abraham Lincoln actually has the most credited portrayals in IMDb. Interesting. And I didn't calculate that myself. That was thanks to another source. <laughs> um, okay, question four. Roles as U.S. presidents have tallied eight total Oscar nominations. So actors playing presidents have earned eight Oscar nominations. Sure. But there is one actor to receive two nominations for playing U.S. presidents. Who is that actor? Like, the, played the same president twice? Two or different two, presidents. Two different presidents. Okay. Two different presidents, two separate Oscar nominations. Huh. We've already talked about him this evening. Yeah, I would, I would assume it was on one of the lists. Um, I will say one was for best actor and one was for best supporting actor. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'll cut this out so, yeah. I seem, so I seem smarter. 
let's go with somebody that I know got nominated. Okay. Uh, Sam Rockwell. No. Okay. It, it was actually Anthony Hopkins. Oh. Sir Anthony Hopkins, of all people. Really? Uh, was nominated for Nixon. For okay. playing Richard Nixon in Nixon 1986. And John Quincy Adams in Steven Spielberg's Amistad. Would have never guessed that. Sideburns for the win. I didn't know anybody <laughs> played John Quincy Adams in anything. Yes, believe it or not. So, yeah, Anthony Hopkins has played uh, two presidents and taken them to Oscar nominations. Cool. And the last question here in our president movie trivia, uh-huh. he is the only actor to win an Academy Award for playing a U.S. president. That would be Daniel Day-Lewis as Lincoln. Daniel Day-Lewis is here. He went very method. <laughs> Congratulations to Mr. Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, so yes, that wraps up our presidential trivia segment. That was fun. Nice work, Sam. I was impressed with your with your uh, responses there. That po- po- uh, poli sci degree is finally paying <laughs> off. Thank you, Purdue, and <laughs> all the money we spent. <laughs> our next segment is uh, a group of movies that we are adding to our official schedule. So whether that's something that we have always wanted to watch, or something that came up in our conversation of movies that we want to watch from researching this episode, uh, anything that is not in our purview currently, but was sure. intriguing enough to watch. And I'm just going to say Idiocracy is one of mine. Yes. Um, I, I love I, it. Just because of Terry Crews's uh, character's name alone, I'm going to rephrase this or say it again. President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho. Amazing. Love it. Just love it's everything so about it. And again, as Sam mentioned, he is a porn star slash WWE wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, professional wrestler uh, so that just gives me enough plus watching like the trailer and reading the concept of Viagracy makes me want to go back and, yes. and explore this cult classic it, it it couldn't be made today I'll say that no. by, <laughs> by some of the dialogue that is spoken okay but man is it poignant and fun and just an enjoyable watch you get some yeah. Dak Shepard in there you get some early Dak Shepard early Dak Shepard early Maya Rudolph yes. she's phenomenal in it oh it's excellent it's funny how these uh like really strong, far, like out there comedies are starting to kind of predict things in ways. I'm not saying that this movie predicted anything, but there are things that are we're seeing on. Like I, I'm rewatching Veep just because it's hilarious and yeah. it's always good to rewatch Veep. But there's a particular uh, s- s- uh, episode, I believe, in season five, where they're trying to count the votes for the election that uh, Vice President or current President Meyer is trying mm-hmm. to run for re-election. And there's a scene where the protesters are together saying count the votes and then stop the vote at the same time, and then kind of flipping them back and forth. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is exactly what we're witnessing in Arizona. Right. Like this is so pr- appropriate. <laughs> um, so, so it's just funny to watch those comedies become real life events. It's also kind of sad too. Uh, but another one that I really want to see, based on uh, just some basic research, was The Contender by Jeff Brid- or with Jeff Bridges, okay, uh, playing a, pl- a president who um, it, it just it, the the movie looks fascinating. Uh, I love Jeff Bridges. Um, and to my understanding, uh, the president has uh, appointed someone uh, who is very consequential to the position that they've been appointed to. So I purposely didn't want to look more into it, but that's uh, something that intrigued me enough. Jeff Bridges as Commander-in-Chief and then like kind it. of an interesting the dude in dude in the White House. Exactly. <laughs> what about you? What would you add to your official schedule of presidential movies to watch? So one I added, uh, I, these are both movies I haven't seen, um, and one I added solely based on title. The other I added because it is something I've wanted to see. I just haven't, I didn't get a chance when doing my research here. Okay. Uh, I'll start with that one. That's Dave with uh, Kevin Klein. Mm-hmm. Um, people might know him now from his voice uh, acting work on Bob's Burgers yep. as Mis- Mr. Fish Odor. Uh, but it's, it's uh, he is kind of like selected, I think, to be uh, like a, a body double yeah. for for the president of the United States who mm-hmm. he looks exactly like 
Um, I think Sigourney Weaver plays the first lady, which is, is always fun. I, I don't know. I just think it's a fun, fun concept. Yeah. It's, it's been reused over and over this time. It's just for the presidency. Do it. Um, and the other one, title alone, just like with when I was really excited about the man who killed Bigfoot. Uh, sorry, killed Hitler and then Thank the you. Bigfoot. Order is important. Got to get it in order. Yep. Um, and that is Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Perfect. And, and this, if we were doing this show back when this movie came out, yeah. you would insist that we do an episode on we it. We would have to. <laughs> we would have to. It is such a dumb title. Yeah. I'm sure the movie is terrible, just like uh, The Man Who Killed, killed Hitler. <laughs> Um, but I want to watch it and enjoy myself. I would, I would encourage you to do so. Thank you. I was going to say I would join you, but then I thought about it again and say, no, probably not. Why would, why would you want to watch it? Probably (laughs) not. So our last segment here, uh, just, uh, another opportunity for us to share some movies that we'd recommend about whether they're fictional or real life presidents. Um, I have to give a shout to two HBO movies. Uh, that I've watched and loved both of them, five out of five stars for both. That would be Game Change, okay, um, with uh, 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 Sarah Palin played by Julianne Moore and John McCain played by Ed Harris, and then the movie Recount, which is about the 2000 election, uh, which is just a fascinating look into the spectacle that was 2000 and Al Gore v. George Bush. So I'd recommend both of those. And then another one I would recommend is the movie Vantage Point. Have you ever seen this before? I haven't, no. Okay, this is an action movie uh, that's uh, draws unfavorable comparisons to Kurosawa's uh, Rashomon, okay. uh, where it's basically the same story told from different perspectives. Oh, cool. Uh, so we see an event happen, and then we kind of cut away, and we, we restart it from a different perspective of a person that was also in that. So it's a U.S. president that's visiting Mexico City, I believe, mm-hmm. and there's an assassination attempt on their life, uh, but then we find out more, and we you know we learn through each different character. Dennis Quaid's in it, of course. Classic. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's in it. Sigourney Weaver is in it. <laughs> uh, she's attracted to presidents for some reason. Um, but I just it was a movie I saw when I was younger, and it really is just it's it's a terrible movie in general because the plot's just really out there. But I love movies that that kind of set up this immediacy in action. Uh, and then, of course, you get to see the president shot. So it's always kind of an interesting story. <laughs> Classic. All yeah. right. I have a few. I want to talk about some of the, the other ones I didn't get a mention that I okay. did watch. Um, one being Mars Attacks. Uh, uh, su- super fun. Speaking of being uh, attracted to presidential type roles, <laughs> Glenn Close is the first lady. Wonderful. Uh, the first family is pretty pretty famous there. You have Jack Nicholson as president. You have Glenn Close as the first lady, and the first daughter is Natalie Portman. Oh. The cast in this movie is insane. Stacked. It has so many people. You got Michael J. Fox, a young Jack Black. You got Sarah Jessica Parker. You got Pierce Brosnan. It just goes and goes and goes. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's it's built, it's a Tim Burton movie. Okay. Uh, yep. Score is done by Danny Elfman, which I'm always a fan of. Yep. It's, it's excellent. It's built to be like a 50s uh, be kind of horror alien invasion movie. Yep. The aliens in it are super fun. Really like it. Uh, I think Martin Short is like the chief of staff in the, in this movie too. He <laughs> bet he is. <laughs> but I, I had a blast watching this movie and it's totally worth giving a try. Um, I also watched Dr. Strange Love. This is probably my most critically acclaimed movie. Yes, from I was surprised this didn't make your top list. From 1964. I just didn't really like the president in it. Um, it you didn't like Peter Sellers. I, well, I love Peter Sellers. Oh, okay. Um, and I think his other two characters in the movie were fantastic. Ah, got it. His president was entertaining. I th- just thought he was a bad president, so ah, I didn't put okay. him on my list. Say must agree with all presidential fictional portrayals yes. in policy and execution. I need I need everything to be right. That's why I picked <laughs> Idiocracy. 
Um, I also watched Head of State, which is uh, from 2003. It is the directorial debut of Chris Rock. Oh, my God. Uh, where he plays Maze Gilliam, uh, who is a Washington, D.C. alderman who gets picked by the Democrat or I think the Democratic Party just to lose. His okay. whole whole thing is to lose. Sounds all right for the Democrats. <laughs> and he ends up winning winning uh, the White House. You only get like the last five minutes of him as president. Okay. So that's the reason I didn't pick him. Uh-huh. But at the inaugura- inauguration ball, mm-hmm. he has Nate Dogg performing, which is pretty <laughs> badass. Um, but I had so much fun watching that one. Um, I'm trying to see if I had any other ones that I My watched. Fellow Americans? Yes. I didn't watch it for this. Okay. But I uh, I have seen it in the past, and I really it. enjoyed it. Okay. It's from 1996, obviously, because it's a president movie. It's the movie. year. Yeah. It's the, uh, it stars Jack Lemmon, James Garner, and Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a straight-up comedy. It's like a buddy comedy. Two ex-presidents are trying to undercover or, like, uncover some kind of conspiracy that the current president, Dan Aykroyd, has kind of put together uh so they're kind of on the run they're staying with other people and like they're just running around trying to uncover this big conspiracy and i had a lot of fun with it it's not a good movie um and i would assume you'd have trouble finding this movie yeah how Um, did you watch it i remember watching it was on a streaming service and it was recommended to me like six years ago oh okay okay (laughs) i think i just watched it on netflix it might be on one of those now okay but only in the movies can Dan Aykroyd, Terry Crews, and Chris Rock all become president of the United States? Absolutely. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that will wrap us up with some of those wonderful recommendations that yes. we had. Hopefully, we added some movies to your list and some presidents that you want to che- check out, see if you want to vote for them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to our stately discussion of our favorite movie presidents. Remember, you can find our entire Time Sensitive catalog of Under the Radar film reviews and many episodes like this one on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are sold. Share your favorite movie presidents with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search Time Sensitive or follow us at TS Movie Pod, and that is at T S M O V I E P O D. Quick favor, if you enjoy Time Sensitive and you like Sam and I, please leave us a quick rating and review on iTunes. It means a lot, and it's also a nice way to let other people discover the show. My fellow Americans, thank you for joining us. I'm Sam. I'm Ian. Take care. see you there. I'm Swanson, host of the TV Tuners podcast. Every week on TV Tuners, me and my co-host, Kiorain, Swanson, I need water. And Stairmaster, <laughs> review the latest in TV, discuss news, trailers, and even find time to play some fun games. Right now, we're working overtime to cram as much TV knowledge into our brains as possible. Isn't that right, guys? Swanson, we've been here for 24 hours. We need to get out of here. Not until you answer who Norm is. He's Fraser's brother. Wrong. You get the shock. <gasps> Check out TV Tunes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or any of the podcatchers of your choice.